At the beginning of the year, I took you through my annual planning process, which is a fairly new thing that I've implemented. It's just sort of how I set goals and then break them down into quarterly, weekly, and daily tasks to help keep myself on track. Something I have really struggled with in the past is spending a lot of time dreaming and planning, but never actually taking action. And I know I'm not alone in this. It is fun to dream up big goals and visualize. We hear so much about manifesting and how if you dream it, it will come. But a lot of these inspirational quotes miss the biggest part, which is the action. So you can't just sit around and hope and pray that things are going to all work out. You actually have to put yourself out there and go through the motions. The boring, scary, heartbreaking part of reaching your goals. And the action sucks. <laughs> it just does. But dreaming alone won't get you anywhere. Trust me, I once dreamt away an entire year. So now it is the end of the first quarter, the most stressful time for most product-based businesses because we're coming down from the holidays. Typically, we're heading into slower months and then finishing it all off with tax season. So it is my least favorite quarter. And if you're building something similar... I know you will relate to that, but this process I'm talking about is to take you on a planning process, really. So it's even more important because of how difficult the first quarter can feel. At the beginning of the year, I get really down. There is a ton of money and planning going into future projects and events, but you don't actually get to see any of the benefits yet. So it's easy to get off track and feel really discouraged. And if I'm honest, the last few months, that's exactly how I've been feeling. And even though I've been staying the course, and, you know, keeping on track with this whole plan I have for myself overall, I've had some detours and I've struggled even with the systems in place. So it's just hard to stay motivated when you're in a down season. So let's dive into Q1 planning. I'm going to go through it fairly quick. If you want a deeper understanding of this process, you can listen to episode 22, where I go through the yearly planning process. I started the year off with that um, and just thought it would be helpful if you guys wanted to follow along and get yourself set up for success. It's been an absolute game changer for me. I highly recommend you implement some kind of map for yourself before you start the year. Welcome to the Voted Least Likely Podcast. I am your host, Leah Yard. I'm a high school dropout who accidentally became an entrepreneur. After spending over a decade working minimum wage jobs, having a complete mental breakdown, and losing all confidence in myself, I somehow started a successful jewelry company. I am the least likely person to have ended up in the fashion industry, the least likely person to have overcome crippling anxiety, and the least likely person to have ever had the confidence to share my story. And I know if you are here, you've likely felt something similar. This piece of internet real estate is a place for us to share how we overcame our own obstacles and found a place to thrive, even if it was the last place we ever thought we would end up. We are talking all things related to failure with a little sense of humor on the side. It's time to expose the narratives we tell ourselves and the ones the world places on us. This is the Voted Least Likely Podcast. So, quarter one planning. 
every session starts with the financial snapshot. This is fairly self-explanatory. So you add up all your assets, all your liabilities, and then do the math. Hopefully it's green and not red. Again, Q1 is just a tough time of year for my business specifically as a jewelry line. It's obviously going to be nothing compared financially to the last quarter of last year since that's the holidays. So if you're in the same boat, just keep perspective on this. It's just a way to get an overall look at the health of your business and see what's going on. So are there financial leaks you can get rid of? Where is your money going? Have you found areas that you can invest in that will give you a better return? It's easy to forget and just go on financial autopilot. So taking this time to question yourself about your financial habits just helps you tighten up on your spending and in doing that opens up new areas that you can actually invest in your business. Another number I quarterly check is my email list subscriber number. Um, if you have met me and we've talked about business, it's likely turned into a conversation about email marketing. It is by far my favorite thing about my business on the back end. And growing my email list is my number one priority. I love it. The health of my business depends on it. So I carefully track this number. It should be growing. I also take this time to check my open rates, click rates, unsubscribe rates, and then I clean my list and make sure it's made up of people who are very excited to be on it. One of the main things I've learned about email marketing is the quality of your subscribers is way more important than the quantity. It's a whole attract and repel type situation. I have really whittled my list down, but in doing so, I have a really great open rate and an engaged audience. I have people that are excited to hear from me. And that's the point, right? You're building a relationship. Okay, see, it's so easy to just get off track talking about email marketing. Okay, on to the next planning part. So once I've gone through the numbers of my business, then I do a vibe scan, which means I journal on how did I feel over the last quarter? How did it feel? What worked? What didn't? If, if something worked, but it just didn't feel right, then sort of dive a little deeper on that. Three months is just enough time to get a good amount of data and nudge yourself back on track. And if you're building a business with your intuition, which is what I'm doing, you really want to do that vibe scan. Once you've looked back at the last three months, then you create a new three month, three month vision. This can be a page long or a paragraph, whatever feels right to you. And you'll write it in present tense as if it has already happened. So this is kind of that manifesting part. So I was, we'll start mine with, um, you know, it is July 1st and I have accomplished blank. Something that I did notice from my first three month vision was that I wasn't specific enough. So for example, there was a task I was working on and in my three month vision, I wrote, I completed this project and it was a huge success. Well, that's great. And that's, that sounds wonderful, but what does that mean? Did I reach a financial goal? Was that the success? Did I gain measurable exposure because of this project? So you just want to make sure that you're getting crystal clear on where you're headed and what those goals look like once they are actually achieved. And I think I just wasn't sure when I wrote it. I think I just wasn't entirely sure what success would look like around that specific project. 
the other thing to keep in mind is that success is something that might change. So I had an amazing media opportunity last quarter and that exposure itself was a huge success, but it wasn't something that was easily tracked. So your success isn't always financial or really numerical in any way, but you still want to create a specific outcome that would qualify your goals as successes. So that's just a note for myself. I need to get more specific when I write my three-month vision this time around to make sure that I have a really good target that I'm going after. Once that is done, then it's easier to set your goals. So if you've already done the yearly plan with me, then you know you have a clear set of goals to reach by the end of the year. You basically just take that list and figure out what makes sense to focus on in the next three months. Some will be just a literal copy and paste, things that you can accomplish and get it done. Others will be smaller, more supportive goals that kind of build towards that end year. It's really an evolution, right? It's, it's everything just builds on everything else and each quarter builds on each quarter. The goals that I set for Q1 have already changed. So that's something to keep in mind. Some of them I met, some of them I didn't, and some are no longer applicable. You don't want to be flip-flopping all the time, but you do have to learn to recognize when continuing down a certain path, it just doesn't make sense. And don't hang on to goals just because you set them and you feel like you have to have to follow through just because you said you would. It's about your overall success and your overall life, right? So sometimes we don't even know we don't want something until we try and go after it. So for example, I had a brand collaboration in mind and the project itself is still a goal, but one of the people involved has changed. So on my goal list, I still have that project as an a year, at the end of the year, I want to accomplish that, but the players are going to be different. So I do my vibe scan, three month vision, and then go through each goal that I set. I have all of this in a Google document, so I can just click a little checkbox if I reach the goal and cross it out if I didn't reach it, but maybe it's no longer a goal. And then any of the goals that I didn't get or goals that are still in progress will just get moved to the next quarter. This show is sponsored by our very own company, Leah Yard Designs. Leah Yard Designs is a jewelry brand in Vancouver, Canada that specializes in unique, semi-precious pieces. The designs are meant to be mixed and matched to celebrate the wearer. We love fashion juxtapositions, which is why you will usually find me in ripped jeans and a ton of gold jewelry. Our goal is to add glamour to every day. Our most popular design is our Zodiac necklace, which was created to celebrate what makes you uniquely you. 5% of all profits in the jewelry collection are donated to the DEWC, a local charity that helps vulnerable women in Vancouver's downtown east side. You can learn more and shop the full collection at www.leayarddesigns.com. Now I make a weekly goal list for the next week taking those quarter goals and breaking them down into smaller stepping stones that I can accomplish in a week. You're getting the main theme here. It is action. I have to force myself to take action. So the smaller I can make the goals and the more crossing off the list I can do, the better I'm going to feel. And the goals I want to reach involve other people. So 
I'm opening myself up to rejection and criticism and disappointment, but you don't get anywhere just by staying still and just by going at it alone. So this is my general breakdown. I recommend doing these assessments. There's a way to kind of, it, well, they really act as a way of relighting the fire and drive for what you were building. I do this exercise with a coffee and my vision board and I just really get in the zone and refocus on why I'm doing this. Why is it important? And those goals that you have for the end of the year, they should be exciting. They should be emotional. They should feel big for you. The start of this year was challenging and I had to let a lot of goals go and make some mindset shifts. But this is all part of the process. And by tackling each section like this, it's easier to stay on course and motivated. But you have to have that incentive for yourself. It has to be working towards a life you're excited about. Something I forgot to mention that is very, very important is that all of these goals aren't just business goals. I have personal goals as well for my relationship, my health, my spirit, all of that is part of this process. So don't forget to create a full and robust life for yourself. I have learned that the key to happiness is progress. And as long as I'm moving forward and taking scary, big or small action, I feel good about myself and my life. And I become more capable by pushing myself to do more things. It's not a straight line. But over the long term, you will make progress. I hope this helps. Send me a message and let me know. I've also been thinking about recording an episode with my morning routine and journal prompts, which has a similar purpose as this quarterly routine. Let me know if you would be interested in hearing that and then we can work on getting our mornings dialed in together. Thank you so much for being here. I really hope this episode gave you a boost of encouragement to follow your own path, even if it's a little unruly or has a few more weeds than you expected. I would love if you could share this with somebody important to you. We never know who needs a boost. If you'd like to learn more, you can find me at www.leayard.com. And if you want to see a little more behind the scenes, you can connect with me on Instagram at leayard. And now I will leave you with this. We all have more in common than we do not. Be kind when you can, judge less, less often, and never, ever underestimate your own potential. I'll see you next week.